Hello, this is a public service announcement from the In His Holy Name Ministry. We want to address the issue of hate crimes associated with the LGBT community. As followers of Christ, we believe that every person is made in the image of God and deserves love and respect. Discrimination and violence against the LGBT community is not acceptable. We urge all listeners to stand against hate crimes and to actively work towards creating a world where every person is treated with dignity and respect. Let us remember that love is the greatest commandment and that we are called to love our neighbors as ourselves. If you or someone you know has been a victim of a hate crime, please report it to the authorities and seek support from local organizations and resources. Thank you for listening. Let us continue to pray for love, peace, and justice for all. Give me that old-time religion. Old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. It's good enough for me. Give me that old-time religion. Old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. It's good enough for me. It was good for the Hebrew children. It was good for the Hebrew children. It was good for the Hebrew children. And it's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. Old time religion. Give me that old time religion. It's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. It will do when the world's on fire. It will do when the world's on fire. It will do when the world's on fire. And it's good enough for me. Give me that old time. Have you lost your way? How do you see Jesus? And how do you honor Him? The Way, also known as the Way of the Lord or the Way of Life, was an early Christian movement that emerged in the first century AD and was centered around the teachings of Jesus the Christ. It is believed that the term, the Way, was used to describe the lifestyle and practices of the followers of Jesus, who sought to live a life based on His teachings. The way was characterized by a strong emphasis on love, humility, and service to others. It was also marked by a strong sense of community and a commitment to sharing all things in common. The way was eventually incorporated into the larger Christian community and later became known as Christianity. However, the term, the way, continued to be used by some early Christian groups as a way to describe their faith and way of life. The Christian faith has evolved over the centuries, from the time of the disciples to today. The disciples were the first followers of Jesus and played a crucial role in the development of Christianity. They spread the message of Jesus throughout the world. Establishing churches and laying the foundation for what would become the Christian faith. Over time, Christianity became a major religion, with millions of followers around the world. 
different denominations emerged, each with its own interpretation of the Bible and its own set of beliefs and practices. Today, Christians continue to practice their faith in many different ways. Some attend traditional church services, while others participate in more contemporary worship styles. Some follow strict rules and guidelines, while others have a more relaxed approach to their faith. Overall, the evaluation of the Christian faith from the disciples to today is complex and multifaceted. While the basic tenets of the faith have remained largely unchanged, the way in which it is practiced and interpreted has evolved over time. Despite these differences, Christians around the world continue to share a common bond in their faith in Jesus the Christ and their commitment to living a life that reflects his teachings. The evolution of Christianity from following the teachings of Jesus to worshiping him can be traced back to the early days of the religion. Initially, Christianity was a movement that focused on the teachings of Jesus and his message of love, forgiveness, and salvation. The disciples and early followers of Jesus saw him as a teacher and prophet who had been sent by God to save the world. After the death of Jesus, his followers continued to spread his message, but as the religion grew and became more organized, the focus began to shift from following Jesus' teachings to worshiping him as the Son of God and the Savior of humanity. This shift was fueled in part by the writings of the Apostle Paul, who emphasized the importance of faith in Jesus as the means of salvation. He also introduced the idea of the resurrection of Jesus as a central tenet of the faith. It's here that we can begin to see the belief of faith turning away from the faith of one's actions. To faith in a divine God with less emphasis our actions to perpetuate divinity through how we lived and treated others. Over time, the worship of Jesus became more formalized, with the establishment of churches and the development of liturgical practices and sacraments. The veneration of Jesus as a divine figure also led to the development of a hierarchical structure within the church. With priests and bishops serving as intermediaries between God and the people. Today, worshiping Jesus remains a central aspect of Christian faith, with believers around the world recognizing him as the Son of God and the source of their salvation. Although, the teachings of Jesus do continue to play an important role in organized religion, with many Christians striving to live their lives in accordance with his message of love, compassion, and service to others. There are popular denominations that place a higher priority on worshiping Jesus. During his ministry, Jesus emphasized his teachings and the importance of following them. He did not seek worship or claim to be divine, but rather presented himself as a teacher and a servant of God. Jesus' teachings were focused on the love of God, love for one's neighbor, forgiveness, and salvation. In the Gospels, Jesus is depicted as preaching and teaching in synagogues, on hillsides, and in various public places. He used parables and stories to convey his message and often used everyday examples to illustrate his teachings. Jesus also emphasized the importance of faith in God and living a life of repentance and righteousness. He called on his followers to love their enemies, to forgive those who wronged them, and to care for the poor and the marginalized. While Jesus did not seek worship, he did acknowledge his divinity and claimed to have a special relationship with God. However, he never asked his followers to worship him or to consider him as equal to God. Overall, 
Jesus' ministry was focused on teaching his followers how to live a righteous and fulfilling life, rather than on seeking worship or adoration for himself. The terms Son of Man and Son of God are both associated with Jesus in the Bible, but they have different meanings. Son of Man is a title that Jesus often used to refer to himself. It comes from the book of Daniel in the Old Testament, where the prophet describes a vision of a heavenly figure who is given dominion over the earth. Jesus used this title to describe his own authority and his role as a servant of God on earth. Son of God, on the other hand, is a title that emphasizes Jesus' divine nature. It is used throughout the New Testament to describe Jesus' relationship with God the Father. The term, Son of God, does not mean that Jesus was a literal biological Son of God. But rather that he was a unique and special manifestation of God's presence on earth. One could say that the title Son of God is more akin to a literal spiritual or divine Son instead of biological one. Both of these titles are used to describe different aspects of Jesus' identity. Son of Man emphasizes Jesus' humanity, and some might say humility, regarding his role as a servant of God. While Son of God emphasizes his divinity and his unique relationship with God the Father. Together, these titles help to paint a full picture of Jesus as both fully human and fully divine. I leave you with with this quote from Father Richard Rohr, a Franciscan friar, author, and spiritual teacher based in New Mexico, USA. We worship Jesus instead of following him on his same path. We made Jesus into a mere religion instead of a journey toward union with God and everything else. This shift made U.S. into a religion of belonging and believing. Instead of a religion of transformation. Father Rohr is the is the founder of the Center for Action and Contemplation, an organization that promotes the integration of contemplative prayer and social justice activism. Father Rohr's work is widely respected in both Catholic and Protestant circles. And he has been a popular speaker and retreat leader for many years. I would like to suggest that you take some time and spend it in contemplation over your Christian practice. Specifically, are you following Jesus on his same path toward union with God and everything else? Developing practice of transformation? Or is your practice more in line with a defined system of beliefs, practices, and rituals that are based on a spiritual understanding of the world and our place in it with like-minded individuals who share the same traditions and customs of expression? I don't have the answer. But if you look deep into your heart the answer is there. This is Father Chris, reminding each of us to act justly love with mercy, and walk humbly with God. Give me that old-time religion. Old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. It's good enough for me. Give me that old-time religion. Old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. It's good enough for me. It was good for the Hebrew children. It was good for the Hebrew children. It was good for the Hebrew children. And it's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. It's good.
Care Declaration, Living Will, and Power of Attorney? A mental health care declaration, living will, and power of attorney are documents used by someone to document their preferences related to the treatment of their mental health and allows them to grant a person the authority to make mental health care decisions on their behalf should they ever become unable to make them on their own behalf. People often create documents like this if they anticipate a change in their mental health status that might leave them incapacitated for a period of time. But this sort of document can also be used as a preventative measure similar to other estate documents. The main purpose of the mental health care declaration and power of attorney is to get the person's wishes in writing and formalized so that they can be referred to and respected if the person is ever unable to communicate those desires themselves. While a mental health care declaration is used specifically for the purposes of explaining preferences related to mental health treatment, an advance health care directive, also known as a living will, is used to provide instructions related to other types of medical care, including end-of-life care. Additionally, individuals may want to consider to assign someone to make financial decisions for a person if they become incapacitated and are no longer able to manage their own affairs. To do this they may wish to enact a power of attorney. For those considering invoking a mental health care declaration, living will, and power of attorney to be legally enforceable they need to be in writing. Depending on where you live, a form or forms may need to be signed by a witness and be notarized. You can ask a lawyer to help you with the process, but it is generally not necessary. Links to state-specific forms can be found on the websites of various organizations such as the American Bar Association AARP, and the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization. Review your advanced directives with your doctor and your health care agent to be sure you have filled out forms correctly. When you have completed your documents, you need to do the following. Keep the originals in a safe but easily accessible place. Give a copy to your doctor. Give a copy to your healthcare agent and any alternate agents. Keep a record of who has your advance directives. Talk to family members and other important people in your life about your advance directives and your healthcare wishes. By having these conversations now, you help ensure that your family members clearly understand your wishes. Having a clear understanding of your preferences can help your family members avoid conflict and feelings of guilt. Carry a wallet-sized card that indicates you have advanced directives. Identifies your healthcare agent and states where a copy of your directives can be found. This is a public service announcement from the In His Holy Name Ministry, a Catholic mental health ministry with the Franciscans of Joy of the Gospel and the Independent Catholic Church of the Americas. Mm-hmm.